It's Gardening Talk back this Monday afternoon. Right off the bat, we've got Jill from Salamander Bay, and she's got a question about staghorn. Uh, hello. Hi, Jill. Hi, Judy. Um, I don't know very much about them at all, but I was given one, and it was beautiful for about three months. And now it's horrible. Jill, has it got holes in it? Pardon? Does it have holes in it, dear? Uh, the leaves have all gone brown, um, and I've cut some off. I haven't seen any holes in it. Look, they are a bit prone to a beetle. Right. And the beetle gets in behind, you know, where all that fibrousy um, material is. Yeah. And the secret is probably uh, to water carbaryl through it. Carbaryl. Carbaryl. Could you spell it for me? Yes, certainly. C A R B. Yeah. A R. Yeah. Y L. All right, thank you. And make sure you mix it up in a watering can and you you water it right through the back. Not okay. n- Not necessarily on your leaves. You'll find yeah. the problem is probably behind the plant. Yeah. And do they need, you know, uh, watering regularly? Oh. And- oh, yes. Oh, don't tell me you treat that staghorn like Greg does his lawn. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, Jill, at Salamander Bay, you'd be kneeling nearly needing to give that a drink every day. Okay. So is that the problem? It well could be, yes. Well, why don't you try that watering first? I will, uh, yeah. Before you go and buy your carbaryl. Yeah. And can I just ask you about the bad patches in the lawn? Yes, certainly. I think you might have army grub. Everyone seems to have it very yeah. early this year. It seems to be in the corners and along the edges. Yeah, have you um have you used the old wet the bag trick? Uh, no, I haven't. Okay, before you go to bed tonight, get an old piece of tin or an old bag or an old piece of carpet, wet yep. it and lay it down where you've got a brown patch but running onto the green. Yeah, right out, good. And, and then in the morning, get up early and flip it over and if you've got anything under there, then mm. you know you've got to go down to your local garden centre and get some treatment for it. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jill. You have a lovely Christmas. Yes, you too, Judy. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Cheers, thanks, Jill. It can't be a pleasant surprise, though, flipping that over and seeing stuff underneath. Oh, not when you've got army grub, gosh, and sometimes they have hundreds of them, Greg. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, they're very prolific I'll creatures. have to try it because I've got a very nice shade of brown on my lawn at the moment. But that's because you don't water. That's true, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we talked about that last True. week. So you mean the whole week you haven't watered? Nope. Well, it was gonna, I thought it was going to rain. <laughs> it was a bit grey for a sta- one stage on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> it was. <laughs> it's Gardening Talk back on to when you are FM. We've got Betty from Wall's End, and she wants to know if it's too late to print grevilleas. Hello, Betty. Hello, Judy. Merry Christmas and all that jazz. Thank Bad you. Hockey. The same to you. <laughs> Thank uh, you. No, look, you can plant grevilleas all year round. I thought you might because they're pretty hardy, aren't they? And they I, are. I just had a gardener come in and clear my front garden, so I need something in there, and I thought, oh, God, I hope it's not too late. No, you're right, and you're in the box seat at Walls End because you do have the native nursery out there on Glendale Road. Uh, have we? Yes, I'm sure they're still going. I mean, There used to be one up there. No, not Walls End Nursery, a bit further along. Oh, right. I think it's Thank called... You. Oh, sorry, I've lost the name. But I'm sure it is there, and that's on your backyard, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's, yes. 
So pop up there and I'm sure they'd have a good range for you. But no, not a problem at all. I didn't realise that. That'll be Um, great. But Betty, uh, whatever you're doing at this time of year and you're establishing a plant, even though grevilleas are hardy and they don't need a lot of water eventually, you will have to give it a drink each day till you get them going. Yes, I'll get my son to hobble out and do that. Okay. <laughs> well, they're useful sometimes. I don't think I sons. can do it with a walker. <laughs> oh, darling, that's no good. Yeah, well, anyway, you go out there and supervise the planting. I will. I'll be the boss. Okay. <laughs> okay, thanks very Talk much. To you. Bye. Right, bye bye. Cheers, thanks, Betty. It's Gardening Talk back on 2 and you are at FM. Any questions? 49216216. And we've got Mick, who's also from Bull's End, and he's got a problem with his lawn as well. Mick, have you got the army grub? Judy, no, I, I don't believe I have. I've actually sprayed for army grub, but what I get are the, the large earth mounds of the morning, suspecting right. it may be mole crickets. Yes, well, crickets, I haven't seen any anyone presenting with them yet, but, of course, that is indicative of crickets. Uh, but whichever treatment you use, Mick, you'll find if you did have grubs down there, uh, the products are made to get black beetle, crickets and um, army grub. Okay, well, it's a blue, blue cooch lawn, and, and each morning there's quite a, a number of mounds of dirt, and um, I've sprayed, not seen any evidence of, of any army grub or, um, or alternatively, uh, uh, black beetle. So right. I'm just yeah, wondering, is there is there um, a particular spray that you would recommend? Uh, look, I like Penside. Have you ever used Penside? Oh, no, I don't believe I have. Okay. The beauty of Penside, Mick, uh, it does leave a residual in the soil to catch their hatching cycle. But whenever you've got lawn problems, uh, you know, from insects, every year swap over whatever you use because they do build up an immunity. Okay. Well, that might be the way to go. I think so, dear. But the other thing is, you know, um, although we haven't had enough rain for you to have earthworms coming up, because there earthworms, are earthworms, evidence of earthworms. Yeah, well, see, they make those mounds and the chemicals aren't um, designed to kill them. Uh, the other way to go is go out with some uh, washing powder, throw it around and plenty of water and make it froth up and they generally will go back to the garden. So you could try that first if you like. All right, no, I'll give that a go given that I've already sprayed for the Yeah, for the yeah well, but, you yeah. may as well because obviously if it was... Uh, if crickets were the problem, you wouldn't be seeing the evidence now. Okay, then. Appreciate that. Thanks very much. Thank you, Mick. Best of the okay, season. Thanks, Judy. Bye. Bye. We've got Terry from Toronto, and he's got a question about hydrangeas. Hi, Terry. Hi. Hi. How you going? Yep. yep. I just want to know if I can grow hydrangeas off cuttings. Oh, certainly. Certainly you can. That's good. How do I do it? Well, you know, the best time to really do it is when they're starting to get their leaves on and their new growth after winter. Um, at the moment, uh, so have you got them in the garden, Terry? Yeah, yeah. So they're in flower, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Yeah, look, I think you need to wait till they stop flowering and they probably will put out some new growth and then take your cuttings from wherever you like because they're very easy to do. But try and look for a double eye where they're shooting with a double eye. Okay. So that's an eye on either side of the stem. You with me? Yep, yep, yep. That's it. Very simply, darling, and take off half the leaves. Uh, you know, leave a couple of leaves on and cut them in half so the plant can still breathe. But don't overstress it by trying to keep too many leaves surviving. And water, 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 water. 
water, water. You don't put them in stand them in water like the shoes that sort of like you take off. You oh look, we've off. we've recently done some at the nursery uh, for one of our customers who's uh, was a mum's favourite plant and she wanted to save it. And uh, no, we did it really simply. We just put them in potty mix. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you, Terry. Bye. Cheers, thanks, Terry. It's Talk Talkback. If you've got any questions for Judy Sharp, 49216216. And we've got Val from Rutherford, and she's got a question about insecticides. Hello, Val. Uh, Hello, Judy. I was talking to Scott earlier in the year. I was having a problem with ants, and he told me to use Pensite. What I want to know is, can you use that where there are flowers? Oh, I should imagine you can, Val. Like, you mean in um, the garden bed? Yes, in the garden as well, because I'm just having the biggest problem with ants there, and people are ringing about uh, dirt moles on their lawn. Well, I found that the ants are causing it on my lawn. Right. Now, Val, tell me, uh, did the pen side work on the lawn? With the ants? No, uh, no, not really, but I didn't do it completely, you know, like all over. And you've got some left. And but you... the ants are much worse now. Right, and you do have some left? I do, yeah. Uh, no, certainly use it in the garden and see if you get some results from it. Okay, and when I go out and water overnight, there's moths galore in the lawn. Is there anything you can put on your lawn well, those... to stop the moths? Yeah, but those moths are probably laying the army grub. Oh, really? Yeah, it wouldn't hurt you to use that pen side on the lawn again if you're seeing the moths. Okay, yeah, I'll certainly do that. Sounds like a lot of problems up there, Val. A lot of problems, yeah, a lot of problems. I think everyone around here has got heaps of ants at the moment, yes. Well, I wonder if they're coming out or because they don't like rain, do they? So maybe we're getting some rain. Yeah, well, I've never seen so many in my life as what I've got here, and I believe a lot of people around have got them too. Got them inside as well as out. Yes, I noticed I had some in the pantry today too, but as long as they're little ants and not big fire ants or something yeah, really they nasty. Yeah, they are. They're only the little black no, ones. No, that's, that's, you know, at least they can be get, getting rid of, gotten mm-hmm. rid of okay. this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just concerned about the roses and everything if I used it in the garden. Oh, but no, no, it won't hurt at all, I'm Won't sure. hurt at all. No, okay. no. Thank you very much. Thank you, Val. Have a lovely Thanks, Christmas. Judy. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye. We've got Cole from Rutherford, and he's also got some advice for getting rid of grubs in the lawn. Okay, Cole, go for it. Everyone will be listening to this. Yeah, well, we don't water our lawn at all, only when it rains. <laughs> Join the uh, club. <laughs> and it survives? <laughs> yes, it does. Right. Because when it rains, we got two ducks. And they aerate the lawn and they get rid of the grubs or anything that's in the lawn. Ah, yes, they do, don't they? A little yeah. bit like geese. And you'll find out the lawn's that thick, you've got to job the mullet. That's what I've got trouble with. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Collie, you, uh, have you got ducks for sale or something that you... Um... <laughs> no, I haven't. No, I've just got two. We've got two fat ones. And so I bet you lock them up at night for the foxes, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we don't get foxes. Well, we're very lucky if we get foxes right up near the highway where we are. Oh, I see them on the highway here dead. <laughs> Nasty yeah. things they are. Yeah. yeah. 
No, look, um, I, I used to have two geese and I saw a fox in our garden one day at one o'clock in the day chasing after them. Yeah, well, we've got some, a couple of big fowls there, but they're that bloody quiet. You just tell them to sit like a dog and they'll sit down and you pick them up and take them to the bed. Oh. And then we've got, you've got young band, little bantams here that's, I don't know how old they are. That they all run around the lawn and scratching and going on, and that's the only way we've got rid of everything. Yeah, I know. They're very good. And, and do you find that the ducks pull the weeds out? Yeah, they do a bit, yeah. Yeah, the geese used to do that too. They were didn't never ate plants, but they certainly pulled out weeds in the lawn. Well, that's Cole, right. thank you for that advice, and I would imagine um, some of the little... Um, where you buy ducks from these days are going to get a lot of customers yeah. for Christmas. Yeah, well, they, they have a once-a-month poultry sale down here at Maitland Showground. Oh, do they? Third, once a, a month? Sat, a third Saturday in the month, and that's where you'll get plenty of ducks if you want them. Okay, thank you for that, call. I'll pass that right on to the listeners. Thank right you. Up. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All the best. Bye. Merry Christmas. Well, I didn't know that. Ducks. Look, Col, he's probably still listening. Uh, ducks kind of a bit smelly. Oh, okay. Mm, oh. Ducks are smelly when you've got them near the house. Geese don't tend to be that smelly. Okay. Why is, is there any reason for that? Or look, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, you know, I thought I had horticulturist across my <laughs> forehead, not veterinary, but I could try. You know. <laughs> okay, so just ducks smell smell nicer. No, no don't, don't geese stop, smell nicer. nicer. They don't have that smell that ducks do. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, Cole might ring us back now and um, uh, let us know. Maybe you bathe them. No, it's not. It's when they do stuff, Greg, you know. Oh, okay, yep. <laughs> yep, now, now I'm with you. <laughs> well, let's move on to Carlene from Taralba, and she's looking for advice for a feature plant in her front garden. Hi, Carlene. What can I help you with? Hi, um, we live on what I refer to as a billy goat block. Right. Uh, it's very, very steep. Right down the front near um, the curb, we we haven't got edging on our... Nobody's got fences. So we've just got a curved garden, but um, it needs a big feature plant in it, and I'm not sure how... I don't want anything that grows too big. And we get a lot of lorikeets, so if we could get something that would bring lot like help feed the lorikeets, that would be great. Okay. Well, uh, Scott Sharp has a lot of lorikeets in his little backyard at Carrington, mm-hmm. and yep. they come for the golden robinias. Oh, we've got them. Right, right. And we've, they... we've got about three of them, and they're throwing... That was going to be my next question. They're throwing suckers up everywhere. Ah, uh, that's because they're not getting enough water, Carlene. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, they okay. love water, and if they're suckering, they're looking for a drink. Uh, okay. But you, are you getting the lorikeets going in there? Um, no, actually, they're coming in what I think is maybe a New Zealand Christmas bush. Oh, right, yeah. Look, right, anything, right up near our balconies, yeah. Anything that flowers, they'll probably come for, but probably the safest thing to go for is a native. Yep, okay. Either a, a nice grevillea or a small growing eucalypt that will flower. But the, mm-hmm. the grevilleas tend to get flowers off and on all the time. Okay, all right, so that would be the better thing to go for. I think so. If you've already got the robinias and um, 
you know, that's half the problem solved. But I'd, yeah, go for a nice grevillea. Okay, all right, fabulous. Thank you, Carlene. Thank you so much. Thank you, dear. Bye. Bye. Cheers, thank you, Carlene. We've got Margaret now from the garden suburb, and she's looking for advice on getting rid of ants in her strawberry patch. Gee, ants are a problem, Margaret, today, aren't they? (laughs) They're an ants, and I've lifted the strawberries. I've taken them out and put them into pots to get them away from the ants, but the ants have now found them again, and... I'm losing half the strawberries, and I've got to pick them before they're even ripe to um, to keep them. Yeah, little horrors. You, um, look, you've, right. <laughs> you've got them in pots now. Yeah. Uh, so why don't you go down and get some ant dust and put it around the base of your pots? Okay. Oh, well, one's a big tub, you know, the old laundry tub. Oh, yes, yeah. You could still sprinkle some around the bottom of there. Okay. And so what will happen every time they go through that dust, they take it back to their nest. Right. And it uh, kind of wipes out a lot of them in one hit. Okay. That won't hurt the blue-tongued lizards, will it? Because uh, they live underneath the pot. Yeah. Look, could. Could, unfortunately. Could. I thought you were going to say your dog then. Um no, look, we have blue tongue lizards around the nursery everywhere, you know, and, and we, we tend to be every now and then having to spray and put things around and, you know, we've still got a lot of lizards around. Right. The only other way to go, um, you sure it's not the blue tongues eating the strawberries? No, the blue tongue can't get up into the <laughs> No, into the, the pot. pot. Okay, well, here's the secret. Why don't you get some little old saucers or something and put them in the pot? On the surface. Okay, then. And put something in there that the ants might go to eat, like one of the half-eaten strawberries or something. Right. I've, I've tried ant sand, um, but the ants are just everywhere. I just can't get rid of them. Yeah, so many people have rung today with ant problems, mm. yeah. Uh, look, that's the best advice I can offer you. Get, uh, you can get an ant dust apart from ant sand, and there are a couple of very good ones on the market, and they're in uh, shaker packs. Uh, so you could, you know, you could even shake it around the surface of the soil. Right. Okay. Uh, and if you, you'll need to read the instructions to make sure if it's safe to do that. Yes. Okay, Margaret. Okay. Thanks a lot. Thank you, dear. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. Maybe there's got to be some other way you can get rid of ants. Maybe take a page out of was it Cole's book from Rutherford about ducks? Cole had ducks. Yeah. Well, well instead of get buying ducks, why don't just people buy ant eaters? That's a Good idea, Greg. That's good. If I'm going to start selling anteaters. <laughs> You've got to breed them first. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I've got to there seems to be a market in that today, though, doesn't there? Yeah, yeah everyone's yeah. got ants. issues with ants. Yeah. Okay. Anteaters, very happy with that. Good idea. <laughs> We've got Margaret from Swansea. Hello, Margaret. Oh, hi, how are you? I'm excellent, thank you. <laughs> I was given some plants and some trees, ES. C-A-L-L-O-N-I-A. Yes, sure. Escalonia. Yep. Anyhow, I just want to know, do they do have anything to do with the roots or the sewerage or anything like that? Look, they're only a small shrub, Margaret. I wouldn't imagine so. How far away is your sewer? Well, well, I had some Mariahs there. Oh, they get a big root system. Yes, and and I, and anyhow, they busted my sewer pipes, and I had to get them out to clean it out and everything like that. So I had to get rid of those. And a friend of mine gave me these trees, 
oh, shrubs, whatever they mm-hmm. are, and she said, I put them in, and she said, you know, because I, I've taken the trees out, so I want to put something else back in. They're not a very big growing shrub if you're wanting to hide anything, Margaret. No, no, I don't want to hide anything. No. Um, look, uh, are your pipes pottery, or did you get new plastic ones pottery. put in? Pottery. Yep. Yeah, well, you see, anything, if you plant a rose there and there's a crack in that pipe, the roots can go looking for water. So part of the secret is to make sure you water regularly. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. but and it depends also, I mean, we have to be a bit careful here, how far down are the pipes? Um, a fair way, I think. Oh, look, you'll be all right with Escalonias. Yeah. You won't send me the plumber's bill, though, next year, will you? <laughs> no, 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 I won't do that. <laughs> no, plant them and enjoy, Margaret. Yeah, all right, well, Nick, because they, got, they reckon they've got a nice perfume and things like that. Oh, they have a very pretty flower, generally pinkish. Oh. Yeah. Oh, all right, well, okey-doke, thank you very much. Enjoy, you're welcome, and you have a lovely Christmas. Yeah, all right, thank you. Thank you, bye. You too, bye. Cheers, thanks, Margaret. We've got Barry now from Lemon Tree Passage. He's got a question about Rosemary. Hello, Barry. Hello, how are you? Oh, fighting fit. <laughs> That's the way. I have a question about Rosemary. I have a rosemary uh, plant that is in a garden where it has just gone absolutely berserk. It's, it's probably oh, three feet high, three feet around, three feet across, sorry. And I, I just wanted to know if I can I dry dry that out, and is it as easy as just drying it out and uh, making a powder out of it, like put it in a um, what they call mescaline powder or whatever they are? Oh, have you got one of those, Barry? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> oh, are you a chemist or a bit of a cook? I'm a cook. A cook. Uh, look, um, I I would have always considered that you wouldn't make it into a powder. Wouldn't you leave, uh, okay. yeah, some of the leaves, you know, like a little bit formed? But certainly you can dry it out. I can answer that question. A cook I'm not, but you can dry it out. <laughs> well, that, yeah, I've always bought it, you know, like in a jar. Yeah. It's been... It's been loose, still the leaves. Yes, that's right. That's what I would consider. Yeah. Um, is it, can I grow that from a slip? Yes, certainly. Really? Okay, yep. that's, that's yep. good. I might, I might get some things to put it in stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but if it's that big, why don't you just go and keep picking it fresh all the time? Oh, dude. Huge. How we use it? You've got too much life. rosemary. Too much rosemary, oh, you must... I've got, got too much rosemary, quite far, yeah. Well, it won't hurt to prune it back, you know, and, uh, you know, dry some of it, as you're suggesting, Barry. I'll do that. All righty. Good okay. on you. Thanks very much for your help. Thank you very much. Yeah, Merry Christmas Merry to you, Christmas guys. to you. Bye. Cheers, Bye. Barry. It is Gardening Talk back on 2 and you are FM. Any questions? 49216216. We've got Cole from Saltash. Hello, Cole. Hi, Jerry. How are you? Very well, thank you. And yourself? Yeah, I'm fantastic, thanks. That's great. Judy, uh, i got a little tricky one. Oh, okay, uh, I like that. A friend of mine has uh, the male and female cycads. You know those big spiky-looking things that has a funny-looking flower out the top? Yeah, yeah. Really, really old plant. Yeah. 
Uh, and we've taken the pups off the side. Yeah. Uh, just planted them in a sandy, composty, um, crusher dust sort of a mix. Yeah. Is there any particular fertilisers that, that would work best for them? Uh, Col- get them going? I think if you, go, if you can go down and get some flourish, you can right. put that in water and apply that every week. Just, just your liquid fertiliser. Yeah. yeah, and it's a really good product because you use it every week and uh, it will stimulate your root system that you're trying to go. Okay. To to go. Yeah. Good. Okay. Uh, no tricks or secrets to them? No, not really. Look, they're pretty hardy plants, aren't they? They sure are. Yeah, they're yeah. lovely. I think they're beautiful. They're very old plant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I believe they've been around since the dinosaurs. Oh, yes, yeah. Well, uh, when I was back there then, uh, they <laughs> definitely were there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've got to have a laugh today, Col. It's our last week, isn't it? Which tribe were you with, Judy? <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually, I actually go back to the... Um, uh, I'm trying to think now. I go... <laughs> Be careful. <laughs> I think I was with the St. Clair tribe, and uh, they go back right to um, Christ's time. So, you know, I've got quite a history there. I'm not kidding you. That's the truth. <laughs> okay, Cole, good luck with that. Lovely Christmas, and thanks for your shout. Thank you, Cole. You have a lovely one too. Bye. Thanks. Bye. We've got Margaret from Blacksmiths. And she's looking to best time to prune something I can't pronounce. It's a rhododendron. Rhododendron. <laughs> rhododendron. How are you, Margaret? Oh, I'm not too bad, thanks, Judy. Um, yes. Um, yeah, the, the girl that took my message, she didn't know how to spell rhododendron, so she said <laughs> she didn't know whether you'd be able to you know, get the name. <laughs> well, I was, I was yeah. baffled, obviously. <laughs> uh, Margaret, can I just congratulate you? You've done very well to get a rhodo growing out there at Blacksmiths. Oh, Judy, it's absolutely beautiful. The, the flowers that I get on on it, but but it's huge, like in height and width. And I was just wondering when if I could give it a hard prune or just a light prune, and when I can do that. Okay, Margaret, is it that nice bright pink one? Yes, oh, it is, Judy. I love, that. Yeah. I love that. Look, you always prune after they finish flowering. Mm, yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know, just be a little careful because you know they can be touchy. Uh, yes. I wouldn't be pruning now. I think it's too hot. Right, so okay. So you might have to hang until the next season, and when it finishes flowering, uh, look, you know, you can never put it back on, remember? So do a light prune first. and Yes, yeah, a light prune. A light mm. prune, and see how the plant reacts. If it's happy, well, you could go out a week later and give it a little bit more of a prune, but yes. just take it a little bit carefully. Okay, that sounds good. And, you know, yep. rhododendrons, they like a little bit of cow manure around. So when you... Oh, pruning, yes, no, well, I haven't put any cow manure no. around, but it's, um, it's just, a, you know, green all the year round and the flowers are beautiful. They're fabulous. Yep, yep. Uh, look, for the other listeners, um, we should explain. They're, a little, they're related somewhat to an azalea, except they're huge flowers. They're yes, grown a lot yes. down in the Blue Mountains and Mount mm. Wilson and places like that. Uh, yes. But the reason I'm suggesting a bit of cow is that when you prune, sometimes you need to reward them at the same time. Oh, I see. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, thanks for that, Judy. You're quite welcome. <laughs> Lovely Christmas to you. Yeah, 
same to you. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Bye. Cheers. Thanks, Margaret. We've got Philip now from Macquarie Hills. Now, he has a solution on oh, getting rid of ants. We've got to talk to Philip, haven't we? <laughs> doesn't involve an anteater? No, it doesn't involve an anteater. No. Oh, um, good my okay, so my, my mum used to use borax and honey. What did uh, she use, sorry? Borax and honey. Oh, borax and honey. Yeah, my mum used to, too. All right, so so I'll give that a shot. That that works to a point. Can you still um, buy borax? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you can. Yeah, yeah. So, Where do we so get it? Is it in just, the supermarket or at yeah, the chemist? Yeah, Woolworths and Coles and that sort of thing. Right. Okay. Rightio. And honey, but how yeah. would you spread that all around? Phil? Oh, you just you just mix it up and put it in a put it in you know like a uh, an old saucer or, or something along those lines. You just leave a trail of honey for the ants to find. So the lady with the strawberries. Uh, in yep. the pot, she could put the borax and honey in little containers up in, in around the um, strawberries, couldn't she? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and that's they right. go to eat the honey, obviously. Yeah, that's right. So, so plenty of borax and and um, um, uh, and just a little bit of honey. The other the other one I had was I had um, uh, a massive problem with ants walking along the pavement on the around the pool, going to some other plants, and I used some of a um, uh, an ant bait. Um, I'm not quite sure what brand it is, but it was an ant bait. So you could put that up in the pot, away from the lizards and that sort of thing, in the trail where the ants actually actually go. And I got rid of I got rid of the ants completely for for three or four years in that area. Yeah, because everyone's having dreadful problems today with them. Yeah, I've got plenty of green ants where I am because uh, I'm right on the edge of the bush. But um, they're obviously foraging for something. There's something there for them to eat. So otherwise, they wouldn't survive. No, no. Well, strawberries must be at their taste at the moment. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, so yeah. So borax um, and honey. Uh, thank you. Yeah, borax and honey is one, and the and the the ant bait that's just in a little plastic white plastic. Um, uh, I think it might have been a Morting one or one of those brands. Right. Uh, and it just sitting in the in the trail of where the ants want to walk from their nest, and and they just take it back to the nest, and it kills the queen. Excellent. Thank you, Philip, for that advice. No problem. Have a good day. And have a lovely Christmas. You too. Talk bye. to you later. All right, bye-bye. Cheers, thank you, Philip. Well, Judy, it's almost over for 2016 for Gardening Talkback this year. Anything mm. else you want to throw out before we call it a day? Well, we didn't have any phone calls today about why aren't my passion fruiting, did we? No. And I had the answer, you know, I need them to plant lavenders near their passion fruit. Oh, okay. Or, or near their vegetable garden because the bees love the lavender flowers. Or perennial basil. Yep. They love the flowers on that. So I just, but we didn't have any calls. Oh. No problems with bees or So you had an answer or, ready to go. I did. And... Anyway, now I've thrown it out there. <laughs> um, Venus flytraps are a wonderful little Chrissy present for the children. Oh, okay. But... Uh, here's a warning, no fingers in the leaves, please, kids, if you're listening or the parents are listening. Oh, I think a lot of parents need to know that as well. <laughs> <laughs> I think they do. Um, and uh, vinca are beautiful plants that are very sun-hardy. Uh, they're nice, low masses of colour. Uh, white seems to be the most popular, Greg. So yep. if you're looking for something ha- hardy to plant before Christmas, look around for some vinca. Okay. And finally, what about... That beautiful plant. Oh, that's right. You showed it to me before. Yeah. The Vera Vague. I can't say that. Oh, either. Aloe Vera Gata. 
Aloe vera garda, that's yeah. the one. Aloe vera garda. I, I should learn to read before the year's out. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there are a lot of aloe plants around. Uh, they're being produced more and more because everyone loves succulents yeah. now at the moment. But honestly, uh, this vera garda, I have never seen a plant so structural and so impressive as this plant. Oh, okay. It's really wonderful. What's the reason for that? Uh, I think it's just uh, been bred and uh, the leaves are very uh, stiff. Yep. And uh, every leaf on the plant seems to be identical. Oh, okay. It's quite an amazing plant, yeah. And with the aloe vera, is it good for your skin? I don't think you'd waste this one on your skin, Greg. Oh, okay. I think, you know, they're fairly slow growing and um, um, that puts them into a different price bracket than the oh, one you put okay. on your skin. Can Fair I put enough. it that way? Yeah, okay, <laughs> yep. Completely explained. Well, Judy, that is all for us for Gardening Talkback for 2016. Thank you very much. And thank you for having me a couple of times this year. Oh, it's always been a pleasure, and send my Christmas wishes on to Scott as well. I will do. Thank you, Greg. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.